All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs. <laughs> I don't know why the intro makes me laugh a little bit every time. I don't know. It's just that it's something I've grown very accustomed to doing, <laughs> at least partially silly. It like puts me in a good mood, though. You know, it's like like Thursdays <laughs> coming at you from the podcast room. We don't come in here for any other reason. Nope, that's it. Ever during the week, it's only on Thursdays, and that's we do I have our actually, images. Oh my god. I will tell you something when we leave here. Ah, you guys don't get to know. Uh, no one gets to know. You guys don't get to no know. Just me. That's, that's Colonel Fiona Kiola. Whoa. 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 All right. Let's just move on to these questions. <laughs> I just messed up my own damn name. All right. So we do have we have some good ones here. Um, this first one says Achilles heel. <clears throat> Hi, PJ. I want first say thank you for offering this service to your clients. I'm very excited about this. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm a male in my 40s. I'm six feet tall and I weigh 157. I'm pretty skinny with little muscle and a little bit of stubborn belly fat. I just can't seem to kick. I started working out for the first time in two years on July 7th. Now, I don't have a gym nearby, so I do use, I do my training using my Bowflex Extreme 2 SE. I also had invested in a stack from another company, which includes a testosterone support, creatine, natural anabolic power, power drink, high-carb protein shake, whey protein, and a sleep formula, a pre- and post-workout too. Now, I do like the products, but I don't seem to be getting any noticeable results. I am getting discouraged a little, but I am not quitting or anything like that. My goal is to get ripped and lean muscle mass and develop the body I've always wanted. I came across your company a few days ago and was hooked up with Methaquad Extreme and Recomp RX. I'm very excited to try them when I receive them. I'm eating at least five times a day and, when, and taking whey protein three times a day. Also taking the carb-loaded protein shake post-workout with whey added. I'm eating about 155 grams of protein per day with the aid of protein shakes. I also about 160 grams of carbs. I noticed I'm getting stronger, but that's it. Not noticing any physical changes and can't seem to rid of this belly fat. Am I doing things right? What should I change? Any advice you can tell me or recommend would be graciously appreciated. Thank you in advance, Brian. All right. Now, before I answer this, which I already have my answers, read the next question because I looked at this already. Hi, PJ. I am sorry. I think I misread what you were offering with questions and advice pertaining to my previous email. I was under the impression that you answer emails from your clients. My apologies for, my apologies for wasting your time, unless, of course, you did want to answer my email. Thank you. <laughs> You're in luck because I am going to answer your email. Yeah. So I, I don't have any clients anymore. You've come to the right place, Brian. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I like that he truly is new to Blackstone Labs. Though. That's I cool. love it. That's great. So, all right. So here's the deal. I don't know anything about the supplement stack that you purchased from another company. <laughs> Did you happen to see his email? Maybe. His, his email is Yankees forever with an H <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I don't know anything about the company that you purchased the stack from. But since it wasn't us, I'm not saying there aren't other good companies. But based on some of the products that are in there, like the testosterone booster and stuff like that, it's probably all shit. And I'm sorry that you wasted your money on it. That's tough. Now – being on the Methaquad, you got you went right to the top. You got some strong stuff now. So you're going to get really good results with the combo of Methaquad and Recomp. Recomp is my favorite product. So uh, Recomp and Glycolog are probably my, my two favorite products. So you, you picked a very good one. Uh, and Methaquad, although I don't use Methaquad, is a very popular one. It's a strong product. People like it a lot. You're going to get very strong in the gym. It's going to help you put on size. But here's the deal. You're not eating enough calories. You, <coughs> you didn't talk about... Your fat uh, grams either. 
guns. Look at my throat. <coughs> you got a frog in your throat. My T went down the wrong pipe. So, for starters, a lot of people eat an abundance of protein thinking that protein builds muscle, which it does, and they go crazy with it. Like, I know guys that are eating 500 grams of protein a day. And what that's doing is just wrecking your your kidney and your and your liver and 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 just making your body like have really, to work really big so poops. hard. Yeah, a lot of poop, a lot of farts. <laughs> Not necessary. Okay. However, I, there used to be this whole like general like bro science rule of thumb that just to maintain, you're going to want to eat like a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 200, you need 200 grams of protein. If you weigh 150, 150. That was like the bro science maintenance thing. And I actually don't think that that's like a bad number to go by for maintenance. But what's really going to make you grow is getting the calories in from the other macronutrients. So you're only eating 150 grams of carbs. For most people in the world, that would be considered low carbs. You'd be, you'd be eating low carbs. So for me, I can actually survive on very low carbs. I'm somebody that likes to do keto also. But I'm also not trying to get big anymore. So when I was actually focused on uh, my macros really, really closely, I'm going to just give you this number. This is going to make you realize how low you're eating. When I was training for my bodybuilding shows, I eventually got into a, a carb cycle where I had a low day, a medium day, and a high day. And my low day was like 100 grams of carbs. And when I got close to shows, I actually would often just go no carbs or just like 25 grams for, like from oats in the morning, right? My high day, though, was like 500 grams of carbs. So – that was me dieting for shows, getting lean. So you're trying to get bigger and, and put on muscle. And you're only eating 150 grams a day. That's just nowhere near enough. What I would do if I were you is not really worry so much about the belly fat right now because you probably don't have enough muscle to really get your basal metabolic rate going to burn more fat. You should focus on putting on muscle and building size right now and, and keeping your belly fat where it is. Now, I do think that if you're putting on the muscle, that belly fat's going to start going away slow and steady. Plus, the recomp is going to make a big, big difference for you. You're going to start – I hate saying this because it sounds like bullshit, but you're going to start basically turning that fat into muscle. Now, that is – not possible, but when, you're, when, you, when you see what your body does in the recomp, you're just going to basically feel like that. You're going to be like, yeah, I feel like my fat's turning into muscle. That's the best like way. This, this belly fat went straight to my biceps. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. So I, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. You can't actually turn your fat into muscle. But let's say you start a cycle of recomp and you're 150 pounds and, you know, you, you, you've got a belly and your, your belly fat, you know, is, is your trouble spot. Maybe your body fat percentage is like 15. And then, you know, you run through a couple cycles of it. And now all of a sudden you're still weighing around the same, but your body fat is like 8 or 9%. I mean, you could say that you essentially turned your, your fat into muscle because you, you only changed the recomp. So that's why it's called recomp. It's a recomposition product so for you you got to eat more food you got to eat more carbs get more fats in also i would try to get 15 20 grams of fat from from good healthy fats at every meal you can do that very easily by adding in some macadamia oil like dave palumbo or coconut oil like all the people that do crossfit and paleo diets or you can do olive oil like all the paisans out there i like extra virgin olive oil uh you can do peanut butter you can get avocados in there's a lot of things that you can do you just got to get your calories up more and get on those Blacks and Labs products. You're going to start making results a lot faster on those. Yeah, absolutely, man. You got to uh, you got to eat, bro. Gotta eat. Definitely not eating enough. All right. Next one says, "Hello, PJ. Adam here from New Universal Order. Question: If I remember years ago, you had an issue with either the BSL Instagram or Facebook being deleted. 
I have been faced with a similar issue where overnight new universal order was hard deleted. Very frustrating with over 9,000 posts and thousands of followers. What steps did you take to get back your pages? Also, what are your thoughts on the oversensitivity, flagging posts, and somewhat hypocrisy of Instagram as of late? Thank you. Sincerely, Adam. I mean, you're kind of fucked. Sorry, sorry for my language also, but sorry. I mean, we we tried for so long to get the page back, and we couldn't get it back. And we work directly with Facebook. So we actually have somebody that we can speak to at Facebook. And they told us that our page got taken down because of a Gorilla Chemist post. Shout out to Gorilla Chemist. Uh, that was about steroids. They don't want, I guess, aggressive like steroids. You know what? Maybe it wasn't about steroids. Maybe it was about like a methamphetamine or something. But he was showing like a science-based approach. I think it was a, it was a repost, repost of something yeah, about DMA. Oh, so Trevor did it. Thanks, Trevor. I actually remember that. Uh, now. So, yeah, it was his post on what was it, DMA? It was on testosterone, and they consider it a drug because once you change your page from a person. Yes, that's what it was. Page, uh, it becomes different. And they that's what it was. And we got it back, and they took it Yeah, they took it down Josh, again. Huh. So you. Josh. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We, we got it back, and then. I was posting on it, and then it got taken down, and we never got an explanation for why it got taken down when I was on there. Too much ass. Yeah, it probably was way too I don't much know. ass. It was funny because the last picture of a girl that was posted was like Chloe Santino. Remember her? Yeah. And it wasn't anything offensive. It wasn't even bad. Like that. Yeah. No, I remember. And then like we got it did we get it back? We got it back. And then it, it went it went away again, and we, yeah. they gave us no explanation the, the last time. It's crazy, too, because we could post like – back in the day, we had like like – Trevor was posting, like, Sierra Lee, like, doing splits with Albert Einstein's, like, tongue inside her vagina and shit like that. <laughs> and that, that stuff never got taken down. That but the fucking when, testosterone post. Back when Instagram was cool. Yeah, it's all it's, – so, so <laughs> going to where it's at now, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I have a, a, a verified page, so I think I, I might be able to get away with a little bit more, I think, because of that. Um, I've been told that, like, when you have a verified page, like – it's harder for your shit to get taken down. You know, I, I don't really know the answer to your question. I would tell you, though, you're probably screwed because we pay Facebook. You know, there was a point where we had a few months where we paid Facebook. This is a fucking fact, by the way. Excuse my language. $70,000. And then we were actually consistently pay, paying Facebook $30,000 a month. I think now we're, we were around like $1,000 a day, which is basically thirty grand a month. I don't know if we're still doing that. I think that there's been some things changed around, but we were paying them and still couldn't get our stuff back. So unless you're giving them big money, you're probably not going to get back. And I'd, honestly, I would tell you, you got to be careful about what you post. I mean, you, you're probably okay to post like, I mean, we, we got L Money's with her like double J boobs on our pages and we're okay. But Yeah, TNA you, is all right. Yeah, you can't post about drugs and Nothing stuff like drug that. related, nothing like... You know, basically don't have an opinion. Yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> real thing. Like, don't post – got to be careful with political stuff, religious stuff. Yeah. Um, anything, anything that could be, like, racial, and you can't put drug stuff. I think you can put weed stuff out. There's a lot of weed on Instagram. Yeah, there's a lot of weed on Instagram, and I feel like that is definitely – like, when I first started on Instagram way, way back in the day, I remember they were taking that kind of stuff down, and now yeah. I feel like it's it's gotten to be more accepted because there's so many medical states, but, the, yep. the, you know, I mean, like, you know, testosterone's legal in every state. Like It's still – testosterone, thanks to the baseball players, is still looked at a little bit more negative. No, no, it's getting to the point where no one really cares about weed anymore. We, this actually came up the other day because – this dope in our office, which you probably haven't heard about this, made a, a post that I'm not even going to get into. But he, he made a post about something that he should not have posted about. 
And he, to be honest, my dad wanted to fire him. And it was a pretty big deal. I, we talked about it yesterday. We, we punished him. He's not fired. Um, but David's argument in his defense was there are people that have posted a lot worse shit here than what he did. And I was like, I mean, yeah, there's people that post dumb shit, but give me an example. <laughs> One of the examples was Lewis's page and the amount of, like, blunt smoking and shit on his page. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, like, I don't even smoke weed. And, I, I, and, like, I don't care when people smoke weed. Like, I'm not, like, a – No, but, like – like, I'm, not a, I'm not a pot advocate at all, but I don't care when people are smoking pot. I mean, you go to the Staples Center now, and everyone smokes weed outside before they go into the games. And I mean, like, I'm certainly not defending Lewis, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, I, I personally don't think that it's that big of a deal. No. But at the same time, if you're posting, like, driving your car and smoking a blunt at the same time, like, that's still illegal yeah. in those states where it's legal, <laughs> dog. That's still a DUI, <laughs> homie. <laughs> You know what would be funny is that if us talking about this on the podcast caused some cops to pay a little bit closer attention to Lewis and he got in trouble. Yeah, well, you know what? I think old, old Papa Maldonado need to chill. Well, you I don't think you were here yet back in the day. Trevor will definitely remember this story. This is such a good story. Fucking Lewis, he had just started like like selling for, for Prime, right? And I already yelled at him a couple times because I had <laughs> I store that. owners that were like, yo, that kid, that they're like, yo, that Spanish kid came in here today, high as fuck. I'm not buying products from him. And I was mad. I was like, yo, don't go in his store. It's high. And he was like, bro, I don't, I don't. And he was like defending himself. I'm like, seriously, don't do it again. You're getting in trouble. The same week, he got arrested. For fucking smoking a blunt outside of the Shinju fucking all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. <laughs> the cop knocked on his window and was like, seriously? You had to do this right here in the public parking lot? And I was like, yo, you're so stupid. I don't even know what to do about it. You might have to get fired for this. I don't know what we're going to do. And he was like, bro, he was like, I forget what his excuse was, though. He was with somebody, too. I'm trying to think of who he was with. Oh, yeah, it was Aaron Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this story. Yeah. This is Idiots. great. He didn't get fired, by the way. He actually runs our call center, so so hopefully we don't lose any sales because of that. Um, <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, hopefully that we do get some extra stoners that do like Yeah, that. maybe. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we don't look at any of that stuff as, as bad. I don't think social media thinks it's bad. I don't, I don't think that you should be blowing lines and injecting heroin on your page. That mm-hmm. shit's you're going to get in. You're going to get in trouble for sure. Well, then, even, stuff. like, I think Nick Tragilli, he has – not posted some 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 of his instructional videos i guess they can only be found like if you in the pay in, section in, yeah. yeah in the paid section of his page because he could get in trouble for putting yeah. that out there yeah. those videos and yeah. stuff like that because realistically you can only pour those contents on your skin and rub it in right exactly uh <laughs> which is what everybody's doing yeah of course i've been rubbing that shit for the past I, couple weeks all um, i know it shout out to nick thank you he actually sent me some hydronics nick world class when i when i get home Today I went to the I went to the gym early this morning for the I went to the gym early this morning for probably the first time in a year. <laughs> like I have not been to the gym early morning in in a long fucking time. I went and did legs, and actually uh, our boy the mayor was in there. Oh, he, he was extra on top of me today. I really? Know, I don't know. What Maybe he saw was. that I liked his. Thing. I think that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I think that he saw that you liked his shit, and he like knows. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he knows something. Maybe he's trying to get in the Legion now. I, I was actually going to offer him a spot. In the Legion. He could be my mayor of my Legion. Oh, actually, this this whole shit is making me like I have some funny shit to tell you, but it's, All right. well, it's not we, radio call. We, we got to speed this podcast up. It's it's not uh, it's not censored enough. All right, next one says. 
Hey, hey. First off, I want to say I've been such a huge fan of your company for so many years, and I'm so happy to be part of the team. There are not too many business owners as big as you that go the extra mile that you do for all of us. Thank Doing you. these Q&As and answering questions on Instagram, you and Josh and Jared and the whole team are bomb. Okay, my questions. One, can you speak about what the difference is when you do a keto plan for weight loss or weight gain? Is it just about a surplus versus a deficit, or is there a difference in the percentage calculations that you would do? Totally not for me. I'm a carb cycle girl. Number two. So do you want to answer that one first? Before I get sure. Into Honestly, it's very hard to, to, to put on size on a, on a keto plan. It's great for losing fat. It's, it's easy to diet on keto. I have, I have been able to... Not competing because competing, I actually had to follow carb cycle too. I got ripped following a keto plan with Dave, but I could not hold the size that I wanted to. So that is why when I when I have people that specifically want weight loss, I go keto with them. It's just an easy way to lose weight. To to put on size on keto, keto to, to simply answer your question, yeah, it's a surplus. You're eating. I was eating extra meals, but you can't change the breakdown of the percentages because you won't be in keto anymore if you do that. You can't be like, all right, well, I'm going to do you know, 20% more protein because that excess protein is going to take you out of ketosis. If you like following a keto diet to lose weight, just do the old Dave Palumbo, just add some brown rice to every meal, and then there you go. Now you're going to, you're going to put on size. That's all Dave would do with, with people. 50 grams. 50 grams of brown rice. So you can have white because you're, you're leaner. Uh, that would be. <laughs> I would think you would have to be an like I don't know anything about dieting. Clearly, not as much as PJ, but I think you would have to be like a genetic anomaly to put on weight, like lean muscle hard. on a keto diet. Hard. When I so I did, I'm going to show you something fucking so funny that I another thing that I didn't show you while we're doing this. So <laughs> I got lean for the first BPJ doing keto, and I stayed lean for a long, long, long time, and. I did get a little bit bigger, but it was more or less because of different things that I was taking. Because I stayed on that for like two years. And I, I was just eating more meals. But like if I was actually trying to put muscle on, that, that is not what Did I you mean. actually put on size or did it look like you were bigger because you were leaner? It may have looked like I was bigger. Because like I, when I look back now, like I was when I was on prep, I thought I was so small. And now I look at some of those pictures, I'm like, man, I look jacked as fuck here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going back to like – like when Trevor's buddy, when when he met the real PJ Braun, not PJ Braun's little brother, not the fake fake. Ass I mean, I was big, but I was I was on keto. I was lean, and I looked full and hard. Right. So I'm just going to show you this. This is hilarious. So remember what we talked about with Nick? Uh, you know how like certain people how they treat me now. You know, like judges and whatnot. And I told the whole um, equal story yeah. with Maz. Right. I get this text. This is so funny. I get this text Tuesday morning. Look at this. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. From Maz. Yeah. Yo, how funny is it that everyone <laughs> listens to our shit, though? So he thought it was hilarious, though. He sent me a picture of me sitting here, and he goes, laughed my ass off. He goes, good story. And I go, you listen to the show? And he wrote back, eight equals. Um, That's so awesome. Shout out to Maz, by the way. He's on uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes, Real Housewives of New Jersey. You can see Maz on there a lot. Um, his gym is featured on there, the newer gym. Um, what's the newer gym called? It's in. Um, I think it's a powerhouse too. Fuck, I should know this. He's my friend. Um, the other gym is in Patterson, much much different place. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of the hood. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the nice gym is the one that's on Real Housewives of New Jersey, and uh, got him some good mainstream press being on there. It's pretty cool. 
So shout out to Maz and the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And shout out to everybody that watches the podcast religiously. I mean, like, is that hilarious? Dude, so funny. You guys are awesome. Yeah, like, I love it. I, I appreciate the people that take the time because a lot of people are listening to it as soon as it comes out. Yeah. The people that take the time to watch the YouTube videos, because there's certain people that are like, nah, I'd rather watch it. I, yeah, me too. I, I, I just watch it. That's just a, a chunk of your day to watch that, you know? Like, a lot of people, when they listen, they're listening during their cardio or long drives. Like, yep. like uh, Mike Peskin was like, dude, really good show with Nick. And he was like, sound was great, because, you know, he always critiques, like, the sound and whatnot. And he was like, it was one of the best that you guys ever did. And that was a freaking long one. You know, and shout out to everybody that continuously puts in questions for us to actually yes. answer for you guys. There's sometimes, you know, you guys, we get the same people every week. Yep. Thank you. No, keep, we keep love sending them in. Mike every week best. and, and uh, Moon Cookie. <laughs> the girly man. I'll shoot it for him next week. For all sure. right. So second question. I'm very excited to start the stack of all your supplements to track my progress and take pictures and measurements. I'm going to follow everything that you told me perfectly to the T. Now let me explain. I originally started this whole thing. This whole putting on weight thing, mainly looking to get bigger legs about two and a half years ago. I'm working with a coach. I follow the training and nutrition perfectly. I like to keep my body fat low. You know all of, a, you know all of this for our conversation on IG. I swear there is a question. I'm a numbers girl. My legs have definitely gotten bigger and even the shape of them has changed, which I'm very excited about. I love doing pictures and measurements to track progress. I've definitely put on about an inch in the high thigh and about 0.75 in the lower thigh. On the stack that you have me on, is there a number that you can give me in reference to size gain, legs mainly, and an amount of time to do it in months? I hope that makes sense. P.S. I really hope to get out there one day to train with you and the team. Just saying, loyalty is everything. BSL for life. Jen Aguirre. What was the uh, date of that email, out of curiosity? Uh, July 27th. Oh, because that email, I think, came before. she. Yeah, it came, definitely came before she got signed. Yeah, so she's now a full-time sponsored athlete, so congrats. Which PJ uh, keeps telling me he's not going to take my best Legion members. I'm sorry. He's taking my I'm best sorry. Legion members. It's just he, he keeps telling me, no, I'm not going to take the best ones. And then it's just all my best There ones. is not like a strategy behind <laughs> who I take. You know, I felt bad about that one. She was like, oh, I'm taking the, taking a really good one. Uh, it's only only my best one. <laughs> well, with her, what happened was I, I I really liked her physique all along. She was like a freaking comic book character. She really – like that is know? the best way to describe her. She looks like a fucking superhero. It's so crazy. Like she's such an X-frame, you know? Uh, by the way, speaking of X-Frames, um, the Real Fitness Beauty listened to our podcast, by the way, when we were giving her love when she was boxing. Oh, wow. Shanique, shout so out to So many Shanique. people listen to this podcast. Yeah. I love her, by the way. Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, so I can't put a number on what I think that you're going to gain. It's like impossible. It's so hard. That. It's so hard. Because like, you, you could look way different on, on a very small number of inches changed. And you could look, you know, you could get an inch somewhere and not look better. Right. It's, it's tough to say. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I, I expect you, regardless of what your body weight does, I expect you, especially from the recomp, to look considerably different by the way that I put the cycle together for her because I cycled all of the fucking products. Excuse my language. So she's using everything, abnormal, antigenic, anything that was safe for women, women to take. I, I didn't have her on chosen one or, or you know, methoquad, but... Abnormal, antigenin, uh, you know, Epicat, not eradicate right now because I don't want her worry, worrying about estrogen. Uh, Recom, glycolog, you know, when to use hype and, and like you're using all those products together, you're going to get a pretty sick transformation. I did this with Valerie Haynes. Shout out to Valerie Haynes. 
for only 20 days. She was like, I'm going on vacation. I just want to crash diet. I'm in decent shape now. And I was like, I'll write you in how to do all the products together, and we'll just see what happens. And she changed a lot. Like, she only lost, I think, like four pounds, which I didn't expect her to lose a lot because she was already in good shape. But, like, her quad sweep popped out more. Her stomach flattened out. Her butt got rounder all in just three weeks of taking all the products with what she was doing. Because she was, like, already doing a good amount of cardio, already training hard, already in good shape. Um, and 20 days is not that much. So, with Jen, she's got months to do it. It's going to be pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and, like you said, she's already got a, a pretty crazy physique to start with. Um, so, this next one says... Hey, Josh and PJ, big fan of the podcast. You guys are great. I actually have a question that doesn't really have to do with gear or nutrition. Recently, I moved to a new school. I'm 17 years old, and as you can imagine, it sucked moving my senior year. All the kids are into MMA here, and they have backyard fights all the time. (laughs) There's this one kid here who's such an asshole. As you can guess, he's a huge Redcon fan. No! (laughs) He fucks with me all the time. Since I moved here, I've been practicing MMA every day, but he can still beat me up pretty good and has. Recently, he broke up with his smoking hot girlfriend. He made a huge scene of it, yelling at her right in the hall. I stepped in and was ready to fight, but she begged me not to. Me and her always kind of had a thing since they've broken up, and we've been hooking up. I found out he, yeah. he found out recently and flipped out. He caught on one of my friends outside of a school a couple days ago and beat the crap of, out of him. I think he's trying to taunt me into entering one of the tournaments coming up. My new girl is begging me not to, but I feel like I have no choice. What should I do? Part of me wants to listen to my girl, but another part of me feels like I should throw back some dust and never back down. Looking forward to hearing from you, Jake. This is one of the best questions we've ever had. Ever. Like, amazing. This is great. For starters, kudos to you for slaying some tool at Redcon, by the way. And and I hope that you're banging his girl. At least you're hooking up with her. So you're on the right track. Yep. When you're getting her, you should be like, when you whisper in her ear, be like, I'm fucking you the way that PJ Braun would, not the way that Aaron Singman would, because he ain't got shit. (laughs) Maybe don't say that. <laughs> that would just be really strange in the middle of everything <laughs> to say that line. Oh uh, man! But <laughs> throw back some dust and some methaquad and wait about twenty minutes and beat the fuck out. of I it. think that you should start taking some classes, learn a little fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, work on your ground game. And I mean, we can't really advocate fighting on here, but it, there's a time in life where sometimes you just gotta fucking throw down. And this seems to be one of those times, especially if he's beat up your boy. I'm going to tell you, because we're talking high school now, and the, the rules are different from, like, in the 90s when I was in high school. It's so different. It's so different. So you can't just go around fighting people all the time. When I was in high school, there was this kid. His name was Mark Lorenzo, right? This is the best story ever. And this kid was, like, this skater weird kid, right? And we had this group of, of, of like, thug kids. I used to call them White Tang Clan, actually, that were, like – the thugs that would like blast their like their music outside the front of school and they would talk shit to everybody, right? But they were all such punks. And so they used to make fun of the the, the skaters all the time. And this one skater kid, Mark Runs, was a big kid. And so the older kids one day they were like, Yo, fuck those kids up when they freaking talk shit to you, Mark. And this kid went on a two week freaking ass beating spree where they would fight after school he would fight a different kid from white tang every day and the funniest shit was the white tang kids never learned we used to all laugh because like me and all the other football player meathead kids we would egg this shit on so bad the white tang kids they would wear like the boss jeans that were like size 44 waist and they'd be like falling down and their pants would be falling down and mark would use that to his advantage every fight and he beat up literally. how do you not they'd be like tripping and trying to pull their pants up while fighting it was the stupidest thing you just wrap them up in their fucking yeah. jeans and throw and them he, away. He, oh, he beat up every single one of the kids and he became a, a local legend this kid um i can't even this is sad too i'm gonna give you something real sad 
because we do this sometimes in the show. I can't even shout out Mark Lorenzo right now, but I will, sh- I will shout out in loving memory of Mark Lorenzo because he actually died in a car accident senior year of high school. Very, very sad. Um, so, man, somehow we always do that. I know. Fuck. I know. It was really sad, Shit. too. And, and I was like, I was like, I'll never forget that kid. He beat up all those punk, punk kids. So when I was in high school, one time I fought this kid and his friend came up behind me and hit me with a skateboard and cracked my skull open and knocked me out on the ground. And then they were when I woke up, these three kids were jumping me on the fence and like was a terrible massacre. I was bleeding everywhere. I, my, my friends finally came and like got him off me and drug me to a car. I bled all over the inside of his fucking his tan leather or a tan like cloth car. So it was just destroyed, completely destroyed. And, like, the entire way home, I was, like, I had a concussion. So I just kept asking questions, like, what my name was, what day it was. And, like, they would tell me, and I would just ask again and ask again. And uh, it was it was terrible, absolutely terrible. So when I finally found out that this kid had hit me with a skateboard, and the, the, the kid, they were just never alone. Mm-hmm. So then, like, fast forward, like, seven months, like, next summer, I'm, I'm riding in the car with my cousin down this, like, not like a back alley, but definitely not like the best neighborhood. And I see this kid walking down the road with his girlfriend. I was like, AJ, pull, pull down this next street right here. He's like, why? I was like, this is the kid. He was like, this is the kid that hit you with the skateboard. I was like, this is the kid. <laughs> so we pulled down the next street and I come walking up and he's like, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be bad for you, buddy. I finally caught you by yourself. His girlfriend's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I literally just wrecked this kid's shit on the side of the road. There was a dude on the other side of the road like, hey, man. Whatever the problems you got with this kid, just let it go. Just let it go, man. I was like, this dude jumped me and hit me with a skateboard. You should have got him with a skateboard. He was like, all right, all right beat his ass. <laughs> so I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we can't condone fighting. No, but eye for an eye, though. We, yeah. we had this kid, Bill Rosenberg, who was in White Tang Clan, by the way. And um, so Bill Rosenberg was like the head of White Tang. Like the, He was like the, the oldest like, <laughs> like thug. So they formed like Voltron, and he was the he head. He was the mayor. So he was a senior, right? And um, <laughs> probably so he was a senior. <laughs> he was a senior, and he was beating up all the freshman kids, right? So finally, and, and like every, it, it became like everyone knew about it too. So finally, so so no, I was a freshman at the time, but I was playing varsity football because it was big as hell already. And so the the other football players were like, "What are you gonna do when Bill Rosenberg comes after you?" And I was like, "I'm not afraid of that fucking kid." So finally, he beat up my friend Armando Delecchio. Yo, if you beat up anybody named Armando, I just feel like if you're named Armando, you're probably pretty big. Yeah, he was a, he was a, 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 a stocky Italian kid. I knew it. He was easy. Yeah. To, yeah. Armando Lovecchio. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Armando Lovecchio got beat up. But when he was getting beat up, he was like, P.J. Braun's going to kick the shit out of you. Threw me into it, right? So it all got around that he was going to beat me up after school. But it got to me like first – I had first period um, – I had PE first period, right? So we're playing floor hockey, and like these 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 older kids were like, "Yo, you're gonna get your ass beat after school by Bill Rosenberg." And I was like, "I was like, he won't fucking beat me up." And they're like, "You better fucking do this. You're a fucking so New Fairfield High School. Our football team is the Rebels. It's New Fairfield Rebels." And they were they were they were like, "You better do this for the Rebel Rebel Pride. You have pride." And and like it was a very like prideful, funny little town. And so they got me so fired up, and I was like, "I'll go beat him up right now." <laughs> and they were like, "You better go right after this class." Right they, now. They were like, "He's got English second period." So Get over to that English hall. I freaking go down to the English wing, right? It's not a big school. There's only like 150 kids in each class. Like like the whole school, I think, had like 700 and something kids. Small. Oh. So I go to his class. I'm so fired up. I got all the, the rest of the seniors that were in that PE class following me. And I get to the class, and I, I walk in, and I go, Bill Rosenberg. 
and he, he sees me and he like smiles like look at this this punk kid like he's coming to get his early and he and so he walks over to me and he was like what you gonna do and i was like heard you're gonna kick my ass after school and he was like why you want to get your ass beat right now and i was like i think i said something really funny like today's the last day that you fucking hit any of my friends ever again and he was like what are you gonna do about it and I, so he had glasses. I always remember this this day. Oh. I smashed him right in the eyes, like as hard as I could. And his glasses like broke in his face and it threw him off real bad. It's like, so I remember like blood squirting out. Then I took it way too far. And they, they told my parents about how far I took it to. <laughs> so a, as he was falling down, I mounted on top of him and I just kept bashing his head into the lockers over and over and over again. And no one was breaking it up. So there was, like, blood everywhere, and people were, like, screaming, stop, stop, and nobody was doing anything. So finally, this teacher, Mr. Gambini from the English wing, runs over, and he's like, stop, stop. And I get up, and he looks at me, and he goes, please don't hurt me. Just stop. <laughs> and then this is the, the, the psycho part, where I never really lost this part about my, my mentality. I turned around. I turned around, and the whole, like, senior English class, they were just sitting there like, what? And then all the all the varsity football players, they were on the other side, and they were looking at me like, damn, we didn't mean for him to do it this bad. <laughs> and so when I looked at everybody, I took a bow. Like I put my, you know, like they do on stage in Broadway, I bowed to everyone, and then all the football players just started slowly clapping. <laughs> Slow clap. So they brought me to the principal, right? They bring me to the principal's office. There was a big discussion with, like, the, the, the parent-teacher organization of should I get expelled or not because of how bad the beating was. And there was – blood stains through all the carpeting in the English wing. Oh. So my parents had to pay for the carpets to be redone. And they wound up – I did not get expelled, thank God. I got suspended for 10 school days. So it was on like a Thursday, so I had to carry over into the, the, an, an extra week after that. And um, I had to do like a public apology to the kid too. My mom was crying because I actually also got arrested in school. And they cuffed me and they took me out of school. And everyone was like, dude, we didn't mean for you to beat him so bad like that. And um, fortunately, you know, I was only like 14 or however old you are. As a freshman, there was no charges that were pressed. And um, he, like, broke all the bones in his face and stuff from how bad I was hitting him on the lockers. So my senior year of high school, I'm at this party. And he comes back. And he's there from college. And everyone's like, yo, Bill Rosenberg's here. And I was like, oh, that was four years ago. And so, like, I see him and we see each other. And he walks over to me and and he, like, puts out his hand to shake my hand. And he goes, yo, man, you beat the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. And he goes, it's cool, man. He's like, I forgot about it. And he goes, you want to smoke a blunt? And I was like, sure. And me and him went out back and we smoked a blunt together. And that was it. We went our separate ways. And How do you forget about it if you brought it up? It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you didn't. Yeah. You, you, you remembered I broke all the bones in your face. Yeah. You forget about it's funny because you getting arrested in school because I I fucking found that kid in the summertime. Yep. So what happened was I walked up to him and I told him I was like, "Look, you already know what time it is. You know I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you." I was like, "You better put your hands up before I just start hitting you in the face and your hands aren't yeah. even up." And he was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Really? Like your friends aren't here? Your girlfriend ain't gonna help you? You better put your hands up." <laughs> and I seen him like clench his fists and I don't know 
what came over me, but probably about a week before that, uh, my a friend of my cousin's told me, he was like, you ever get into a fucking a drunken Irish bar fight? He's like, don't wait for anybody to swing. Just headbutt the first motherfucker that's close <laughs> enough for you to hit him. I got an Irish buddy that always does that, too. <laughs> so, it's the headbutt move. Dude, I'm telling the you, headbutt that, move, the yeah. headbutt catches everybody it off does. guard. I've and headbutted people before. There's no way you're no. going to lose. So I'm standing nose to nose with this kid, and I see his fists clench, and I just lean back and headbutt the <laughs> shit out of him as hard as I can. Break his nose and yeah, you gotta go right into the nose. And it just blood starts gushing from his face. And as soon as I seen his eyes light up from the blood running down his face, I just started lighting him up in the bloody <laughs> mouth. And I'm I'm wrecking this kid all over the side of the road. His girlfriend's freaking out. And so when it was done and over, we got in the car and we left. I ain't going home. You know what I'm saying? So about an hour later, I get a call from my mom. And she's like, the police are here. They're saying they're going to arrest you. I was like, how are they going to arrest me? <laughs> I ain't there. How the fuck are they going to yeah. arrest me? They're like, they said they're going to find you. I'm like, tell them to come get me. Well, they don't know where I'm at. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> and they're, they're like, my mom puts them on the phone. And they're like, where are you at? I'm like, why don't you come find me? You know where I'm at. You're going to come arrest me. Uh, what, what did I do that's so wrong? They're like, you beat somebody. You broke his nose. He has to go to the hospital and get stitches. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> They're like, we know it was you. He said it was you. You guys had a problem back in school eight, eight months ago or whatever. I was like, I honestly have, I have no idea what you're actually talking about. Like, Did I, you get out of it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they, they, I just literally didn't go home for the rest of that that like weekend. And, like, what are they going to do? Just keep coming to my house? Like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like nowadays you, you you can't do anything like this. No, now you can't. No. Now you can't. But, yeah, like, head, the, the head. The headbutt move, move is a strong is, move, dude, yeah. They, they can't get out of that shit. There's no my way. My buddy Craig Riley and his brothers Matt and Mike, they're Irish boys, that was, like, their move. Like, you headbutt first. And I, I've actually used that a couple times back when I was bouncing in the club when I was younger. But for me, like, in my teens and early 20s, so you're looking late 90s and early 2000s, the laws and rules were way, yeah. way, way different. Way different. I feel like now you get arrested for even telling somebody you're going to beat them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, like, like, like me telling that story where, like, I, I beat this kid up and he went home and had to go to the hospital. The cops came to my house. I wasn't there and, yep. like, got out of it. Like, that is is pretty incredible for even when I was in school because, like, you know, they, they still came to my house, still yeah. wanted to arrest me, this and that. They just physically couldn't because I wasn't there and I wasn't going to show up. But, like, I remember when I was younger, like, my dad telling me stories of how, like, he was shooting at cop cars and shit <laughs> and, like, never got arrested. I'm like, what do you mean they didn't arrest you? You shot at a cop car and they just didn't catch you? So like, what do you, what do you, what wild west were you living in in Pennsylvania? Like, my, my mom raised me the way my mom raised me and she'll, she'll admit it too. And she was like, if anybody messes with you, you beat their ass. And her, her big thing was, if anybody messes with your sisters, you beat their ass worse. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, like, if, when I would get in trouble for school, if it was a situation where, like, it was an older kid that was messing with me or so- something, my mom would, like, defend me. And she was like, I taught him to not let people bully him. Or, or... Now, you keep, now you get arrested for cyberbullying. So I think actually bullying somebody, you're going to get a lot of trouble. You probably just go to jail forever. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just... But if you guys can fight in some sort of sanctioned event. Yeah, yeah. If he wants you to enter a tournament, fucking enter that tournament. Train and beat his ass. Get your weight up with that. Yep. And wear a Blackstone shirt when you do it, too. Definitely. <laughs> and make sure that if he has a Redcon one, just rip that thing up. Yeah, rip it up. Get us a video of that, too. We'll use that in our marketing. Yeah, well, I'll repost that on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one says, hey, PJ, <clears throat> I'm wanting to try all your products and be able to tell more people about them and get myself out there more with the Legion. What do you recommend and where should I start? I will listen to everything you say. I just need some direction. I'm so passionate about Blackstone Labs, and I'm so proud to be on the team. I just want to grow in this industry. I want to keep my body fat low. I want to keep my body fat low. Keep my definition. Any tips help, and it is appreciated more than you know. Thank you, Nikki. Um. Well, did you see how old he is? Uh, no. 
See, here's the thing. Age is a big factor when I when I tell people about our, our products. Also, like your experiences in the gym, too, because I don't start anybody out the gate with Chosen One and stuff like that. Those are our strongest products. But really, no matter what your level is, anybody can benefit from protein and from Formula 19 and the pre-workouts. You can always Glycolog. benefit from that stuff. Glycolog, of course. I love Recomp. I really need to know more. You have to give me give me a follow-up to this. All right, send me an email and or send this the Ask PJ Braun an email. Give us more stats because I don't know enough to answer your question the right way. Hit us back at that. Uh, like, PJ there's Braun. no one in the world that can't benefit from juiced up. You know what I mean? Yeah. My grandpa takes juiced up. Yeah, uh, but I don't know enough about what you're trying to do. My so. dog takes juiced up. Yeah, there you go. Dogs can take it. <laughs> Next one says, "Hi PJ, I wanted to ask your opinion on something. In my younger my younger years and a little bit now, I'm 34." I was and is a competitive bowler. It sounds gay, but it made me a lot of money and paid for college, so here we are. In the last two years, I have torn my right long head of my bicep, and the surgeon said it did not require surgery each time. I also have a slap tear on the right labrum. I used BPC and TB500 to help speed up recovery. Now I notice I have a hard time contracting the right bicep. I get... Graston done weekly to help break up the grizzle in there. Do you have any tips to help get a strong contraction? Would like would something like hydronics help? Would something like partial reps to get blood just pumping in there help? Thanks for your time, John. So I actually have a lot of experience with this, and I'll tell you why. Number one, I had reconstructive surgery on my torn right bicep. So I am a master of recovering and getting, coming back from bicep tears. Uh, on top of that, one of my best buds right in front of me Tore his bicep bowling. Evan Santapani. We are all down here. And we went bowling. I saw it happen. I even like stopped for a second because I could see the way he grabbed his arm. I go, oh, my God, did you just tear your bicep? And he was like, fuck, I think so. And we were staring at his arm trying to figure it out. I was feeling in to see what, see like where it was. And there was a piece that was definitely ripped off. And <laughs> I wound up about a year after that actually having another friend that did it the same freaking way. And I'll explain to you why. A lot of people don't understand the function of the bicep. They have no idea what the bicep actually does. Like They think, oh, when you lift your arm up like this, that's your bicep. That's actually not your bicep at all. Your bicep's function is to supinate your palm, to supinate your wrist. So for people that don't know what that is, I'm gonna, it'll be easy for the people watching on, the, on the, the, the videos to see. When you are lying on the floor, right, uh, facing up, that is called supine. When you go down with your face down the floor, that is the prone position. It's the same thing with your hand. So your bicep turns your palm up. It supinates your palm. Your brachial radialis is the muscle that pulls your arm up and down. That is why when you work back, you are not getting enormous biceps. You will stimulate your biceps, but you're working the brachial radialis considerably more than you're actually working the bicep. Now, if you do underhand back exercises where your palm is supinated, you're going to get a lot more bicep involvement in there. That's why there's a big difference between doing chin-ups versus pull-ups. One has a lot more bicep in it. The other one is, is mostly back and brachial radialis. So when you are bowling, your palm is supinated, and there is a weight in your hand pulling back on your actual bicep. And if you do not have a straight arm, which it's not going to be straight until the release when you're bowling, you're going to put a lot of force on the actual attachment of the long head of the biceps. It's actually not a weird injury. It's fairly common. 
So when you come back with that bowling ball, that weight and that force is generated right on the inside of your arm, and a lot of tears come that way. I know guys that work outside on houses that were carrying sheetrock and wind blew, and their arms went back in that, in that position, tore it. You rarely see anybody tear their bicep in the prone position. It's almost impossible. So if somebody's deadlifting and they're oh, using straps always, yeah. like this, they're not going to tear that way. But if you got that over underhand grip, you're going to tear that arm. That's actually how I tore mine. So somebody like our buddy, buddy, buddy Trevor Larson, he tore his bicep curling like 20 pounds or something super light like that. But what exercise was he doing? Incline curls? I don't know. Maybe I, it was a preacher maybe. I, I think it just said dumbbell curls. I, I'm trying to think if he said he was doing either preacher or – um, an incline curl, which either of those exercises are putting the bicep in a stretch in that position. And in that position, you're generating force right on the inside of the head, and a lot of stuff can go wrong. So to answer your question on how to come back from that, because it is a pretty common injury, the best thing that you could do, and I've done this for all of my bad injuries over the years, yes, Grostens is good, but you're just scratching the surface. You're probably not getting deep enough to really stimulate that muscle to recover all the way. You need to find somebody that's very good at active release treatment, ART therapy. ART therapy, they're going to go in and they're going to teach the muscle how to move through its natural plane of motion and its natural function again. And they're going to manipulate it and break down all the adhesions and scar tissue while they do it. And you're going to get way, way, way more blood flow in that area. That's going to help you recover a lot faster. On top of that, if you want to get really, really advanced with it, get yourself some cables some resistance bands, and have somebody that knows what they're doing perform active release treatment on you or a very, very deep tissue sports massage on that area. And then when they're done flushing the area with blood, get yourself those resistance bands and start contracting it and forcing, forcing more blood into the area and forcing the muscle to contract. That's going to stimulate that muscle to wake back up again. If you do that consistently, you'll bring it back. I had to do that with my own bicep. I'm trying to do it with my shoulders. Now, my shoulders... It's a different different scenario because I've got – not only do I have horrible t- tears and I've got arthritis and everything else, on top of that, I've got scar tissue built up really, really, really bad, not just from the injury, in, in injuries, but from back when I used to do pain, painless pumps in the area. And this brings up an, extra, an interesting point on the hydronics. Nick Trigilli figured out about the, the hydronics because he had a bicep that wouldn't function anymore like yours and atrophied a lot, and the hydronics brought it back, which is why I am doing it in my rear delts now to see if I can bring it back. I don't know if it'll definitely work. If it does, I promise you that I will be talking about hydronics for the rest of my life. I definitely think hydronic works good and safe in, in muscles that are, that, are, that are not injured. Healthy. Because I've done it in my arms, and my arms are getting really big fast. And to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to do it in my arms not forever because I like I like it, but I'm going to just focus on my shoulders for now and see if I can get these things back the right way. So for you, I would focus on the ART for sure. Deep tissue massage will help as well, and you can take it another level by doing what I told you to do with those resistance bands. Um, and I bet you that you'll wake that muscle up and bring it back. All right. Next one says, hello, PJ. I love Blackstone Labs, and I'm an active member of the Legion. I have been a member since last December. However, I just had a question, and – a bit possibly a concern as well. Since the beginning in the Legion, I've seen many hardworking members be rewarded with nothing, and many who have never posted about the company in their lives be randomly sponsored. One in particular, the world's youngest IFBB pro, a.k.a. Chicken Legs McGee, made me lose all interest in working hard in the Legion. Why is he sponsored when 90% of his posts are about Jed North and the other 10% are Blackstone Lab selfies? 
isn't there some sort of criteria for getting sponsored or at least maintaining a sponsorship? I have personally met the kid in real life. I was in Blackstone Labs gear and he looked right at me and didn't even acknowledge me. I guess I am concerned if that's the type of characters being sponsored, then myself and many others don't want to be associated with such a low-class act. Thanks, PJ. Well, for starters, I'm sorry that you had a negative experience with him. You don't know what kind of day he was having or if he... Maybe, I don't know if you guys met in a gym, maybe it was in the zone. I hear this happen to people all the time when they're in the gym acting a lot different than they do outside the gym. I now later in life have just let my workouts get fucked, excuse my language, and just am nice to everybody everywhere I go. But in the old days, when I was in the gym, I wouldn't look or talk at any, anybody. I was just a, a machine back then. It's much different for me now. If so, if it was there and you did it, I think a lot of people, especially young guys like that, get caught up in their zone. Now, if you saw him and you were in a Blackstone Labs shirt and he was not with Blackstone Labs yet, there is really no reason for him to go out of his way to talk to you. Some people just don't want to talk to anybody. Now, if you if he was with Blackstone Labs and he saw you and he was rude to you, well, that's not acceptable because we're all on a team and we're all supposed to take care of each other. As far as his posts, he posts a lot. He posts like crazy, and I love that. I appreciate that. I want my guys posting a lot. Now, I don't tell them what to post unless they're doing really, really bad, and they're trying hard, and they just want help. Then I'll step in. I don't tell people to post with products. I don't tell people to post with shirts. I don't tell them anything. It's up to them to figure out what they want to do. So he's posting for me pretty much every day, and I appreciate that. He also posts about the products a lot. So I don't know how you're not seeing him post about the products. In his story, he talks about the products all the time, and um, – I think that's great. Now, on top of that, Chicken Legs McGee, as you call him, is the youngest ever classic bodybuilding champion that the sport has ever seen. And my demographic is 18 to 24-year-old males. So you bet your ass I'm going to go get the youngest, best ever classic bodybuilding guy, whether you think his legs are good or not. Do I think that he has an Olympia-level physique yet? No, I don't. But I do think that he has a great physique, especially considering he's only 20 years old. I mean, look, man, no one's going to like everybody, you know, and I can't sponsor everybody either. Uh, he's definitely generating sales, that's for sure. And people that I bring in that aren't from the Legion are people that have affected me in other ways. Now, this kid, for instance, he was actually messaging me for a while before I decided to sign him and before he was in the Legion, which he was never in. I decided based on the final email was after USA, Junior USA's because he had reached out to me before Junior USA's. And we also had people in the Legion. So if you want to get mad at people, you can get mad at some of your Legion members because they were actually reaching out to me on behalf of him saying how inspirational he was and that I should bring him on. That, that's actually what got me paying attention to him. But he was writing to me saying that he was going to go in and Junior USA's and he was going to win. And that he was hoping that his goal was to go in and win and, and sign up Blackstone Lab. So I told him, you know what? You went and did what you said. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to handle my, my side of it now, and I am going to sponsor you. That's how it all went down. Because if none of that went down, I would not have sponsored him. I, I'm not interested in more bodybuilders at this point. We have plenty, and we have me. So I'm going to do better than everybody else out there because I made the products and I market the company. So I'm not all that interested in bringing in more bodybuilders. He did extra stuff that got my attention. So if, I'm, if you're not getting my attention – Think about doing the extra stuff that people like Dragon Azumi did, people like Jan uh, Aguiar, I don't know if I'm saying her Aguirre. name, Aguirre, people like Sam Rogel, people like Avec Sandra. I mean, there are people that have done things to get my attention to move themselves into the, into the, the full-time sponsor position. Rude Dog is a great example. Rude Dog came to me at the Arnold, told me what he wanted to do. I wound up signing him shortly after that, maybe a month or two after that. And he kicked ass, did, what, did exactly what I want in the Legion. And 
when I see somebody posting multiple times a day and it's good stuff and, and people that are positive and getting behind other people, it excites me more and more. So just, just the nature of your email, I don't know. I'm kind of turned off just to the nature of your email. So Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, man, like it, it – it makes me sad to, that anybody associated with Blacks and Labs is treating anybody with a Blacks and Labs shirt on like you know less than friendly. But like you said, like not everybody's going to be having a good day every day. Not everybody's friendly in the gym. Not everybody's going to you know maybe he was like low carb and or, or, or something and or or was you know had other things going on in his life and didn't even register that you were wearing the shirt. You know I know you said he looked right at you, but maybe he didn't even acknowledge that you know he was looking right at somebody at that time maybe he was thinking about other things and you know I, I can definitely tell that you know you're not very happy about something I mean like I, I I really do think that you know between me and PJ and multiple other members in the Legion that we try our hardest to uplift everybody and uh, I I personally you know reach out to multiple Legion members every month and say hey you know I noticed your posts you know maybe last month you didn't make your post and you didn't get a credit and this month you've made 20 posts instead of the 15 that we require now and I wanted to reach out and send you a dust or a hype you know I do that every month and uh, if you haven't been on that list um, you know maybe try tagging me on some of your posts if you are tagging me on your posts every day man I I really don't know maybe it's getting buried or something like that I I I try very hard and PJ tries very hard to make everything um within the legion you know an enjoyable experience and it sounds like you're not you're not very happy man that makes me sad yeah i mean we try hardest we can't keep everybody happy though it's impossible so the 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 key is to keep as many as possible happy in life you're never going to be able to please everybody that's why in the gym the gym usually picks their house music that they play because if somebody's like hey can you put on rock the next person will be like hey can you put on rap then the next person's going to be like hey can you put on Techno. dance yeah. you know what i mean like you're never going to give give everyone what they want that's just the way it like is like when i walked into la fitness this morning they were playing like i shit you not there was like old like country blues like slow like guitar country blues playing and i was like man we're really dragging through this thursday <laughs> leg day this morning it's like 8 30 in the morning we got like twang and like a little bit of the guitar going i was like fuck i don't think i'm gonna go to bed like <laughs> i mean look we, we 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 almost every month when we do a customer of the month it's a legion member so we're obviously looking at the Legion, guys, this month it was Samuel Strong and uh, Trap Stock, however you say his last name. And those guys have been great. Traps has been, been with us for a while, and he's just been a great, great. He was actually, when I was back in the call center, one of my first customers uh, that was like a loyal customer to me in the call center that I would say was like cool enough that I, I wanted to follow him. Cool. You know what I'm saying? I met him like, I, we, uh, at, at the Arnold, too. It was cool as hell. Yeah, he's awesome. Actually, I met him again. Where did I meet him again? Oh, I met him in friggin' uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. At the Pittsburgh Pro Show. We hung out and watched the show together. Dope. He was actually the one that recommended uh, the place that I went and had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, grilled cheese at or whatever that hurt my stomach. And he, he actually just sent me a DM the other day. He was like, I came oh, here. I yeah, and he was like, he was like, I came here, and there's no way I was going to make the same mistake as you. He's like, you're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, you know, people like that, you know, that, that's a great example of exactly what, you know, we love to see in the Legion. And, you know, we're sorry that your your experience has been less than less than amazing. Why, why don't you go ahead and send me a DM, man? We'll see if there's not something we can do to see what's going on to, to improve your, your experience within the group. There you go. Um, and that's at Josh underscore Fiola, F-E-O-L-A, if you're not already following me. All right, and uh, the next one says, I wanted to try and cycle 
Wanted to try one cycle of this followed by the PCT5 talking about the methaquatic stream. And do you think hair loss will be an issue? If so, is there anything I can do to help deter the effects? Any other supplement I could take and any help would be great as I start the cycle in three weeks. Thank you. So here's the thing with, with hair loss. If you're in line for male pattern baldness, anything that you take that's going to be a testosterone boosting or building product, you're going to have the, the risk of creating excess DHT, which is what makes your hair fall out. So ways to counteract that. Um, I was talking to uh, Dane about this, the freak, the other day. He was like, what can I do you know, to, to not let my hair fall out? And I was like, is your hair already falling out? Because myself, like I've taken all kinds of cycles and, and never had to worry about my hair falling out. I'm not in line for meal pattern baldness, just like Jay Cutler. Look at all the hair he has. Um, the natural way to go is with saw palmetto extract. That's blocks DHT to an extent. The medical way to go is with Propecia, Finisteride. And the problem with finasteride is that it causes erectile dysfunction. So you got to be ready for that. Um, but isn't, isn't soft palmetto in gear support? Yes, it so is. So you could either go gear support and your dick could keep working, or <laughs> you could go finasteride and, and probably not be able to. I would start with like just doubling your dose of gear support. Take six and of them. That's what I do anyway. I, I usually take six of them bad boys. Yeah, I usually take a double dose of, of gear support. Morning and night I do it. And, um, if that, if you feel like your hair is, is still thinning, then you're gonna want to absolutely get on the Provisia. Dude, I, I gotta, I, I just freaking back this girl. Just remembered this. So last night, I was doing chest, and for some reason, like my gym was was pretty full at the time that I went, and uh, there, were, for some reason, like I was, I just got done with a set. I was, I actually took Dust X, and I, I don't know, like if I had a little bit more in my scooper or what was going on, but I was like feeling pretty good. And uh, I, like, finished my set, and I was dripping sweat from my face, and, like, I, my eyes were probably pretty wide. And I look over and make eye contact with this, like, you know, skinnier, like, small black kid. And he's, like, can't look away. And in that one second, I was like, is this, is this motherfucker, like, staring at me? So I didn't look away, and then he, like, was locked in, and I could tell he was, like, starting to feel uncomfortable. And, like, but I was already too far gone. I couldn't look away at that point. So I just kept staring at him, and I was like, what's up? He's like, what's going on, man? You're just scaring me. <laughs> and I was like, "Sorry, bro. What kind of free workout you take?" He was like, "Just coffee." And I was like, "Just coffee." I was like, "Come on, man. Got to got to step it up to that next level." And he was like, "Why? What do you take? Cocaine?" And I was like, "No, no, no. I take Dust X from Blackstone Labs." I was like, "You want to try a sample?" He's like, "No, I'll stick with the natural stuff, man. You you look like you're feeling it." And I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling it." <laughs> Dust X is good stuff. But that that just goes, you know. I'm I'm as nice as I can try to be to people in the gym, and I wasn't trying to cause a problem with the guy. It's just that he was looking at me, I wasn't gonna look away. He was yeah. like, "Hey, bro, it you're happens. scaring me." I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I didn't well, you're the to. gym, and you're and you're all like in a zone, and your and your testosterone is flowing, <laughs> and there's like stairs going on. It could go the wrong way. Yeah, for sure. yeah. For sure. I mean, like, I'm not gonna be the one to say that I'm scared, <laughs> but if you tell me you're scared, I'm gonna feel bad immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. I want to try some dust X. No, you look crazy. <laughs> oh, bro, uh, yeah. he, he would have definitely just dropped everything and ran. <laughs> uh, all right, we're down to the last question from none other than none other than Hattie Deve. Hi, coach. This is PJ's favorite person in the world, brother PJ. Only nobles see nobility for what it is. Stupid people see noble people as stupid and weak. Fazakan thinks you are stupid and weak because he is stupid and weak. We can only be noble to noble people. 
Now, I have three different questions if that's okay with you. Women as a market, doctors not knowing about bodybuilding, and followings not being enough. Number one is women. Studies say that more than half of products made for men are bought for them by women. Do you aim to get more women clients? What, in your experience, is the difference between men and women as far as what makes them buy your products? Is having a big male following expecting mainly manly stuff counterproductive to getting women as clients? This is a very good question. And so the industry standard for the supplement industry, for supplement companies, is the sales are 80% male and 20% female. That is a fact. Um, I don't know where you, you, you got your information from, but this is a fact. This was actually given to me from the buyers at Vitamin Shop in a corporate meeting with them. Uh, at the time, we were 96% men for our sales. We have gotten considerably better since then, although we're still not at 80-20. Um, the h- more hardcore, per se, that you are, the more men you're going to attract. And now, this does not mean that having a, a soft pink brand is going to uh, attract more women. In fact, that usually deters women because in this day and age, women like to believe that they're equal or better than men in everything that they do. And they certainly don't want some pink bullshit girls product. So these female-based companies, they never last. They never make it. And realistically, in 2018, we shouldn't be segregating the, the products for men and women anyway. Now, there are certain things that as a woman, you're just not going to want to take, like testosterone boosters. And I'll tell you why. You could get side effects that you don't necessarily want. However, however, some women actually want those side effects. I know women who are not masculine or manly in any way. They want to put on on muscle, and they actually have genetically lower testosterone. And I know bikini competitors that take Apex male. And if I said some of their names, you'd be like, what? Because they're hot. No way. Yep. And it's funny because they're they're actually uh, contestants that, that... aren't even with Blackstone Labs. I meet these, these girls at shows and whatnot. And I, it always impresses me to hear some of the products that women take. A lot of them take abnormal, which is okay. But when we do our marketing, what we try to do is I try to get women that I think will inspire other women. And a lot of times that doesn't always equal a woman that other guys are going to be into. It's, it's a tough one. So you got your girls like El Money's and stuff like that. Like all the guys love looking at her, but sometimes girls are like, "Oh, that girl looks like a whore." Like they don't like they don't like the boobs. They they think when you look like that, that means you're a whore, which is definitely not the case. In fact, I know a lot of whores that are ugly. Uh, <laughs> most of them actually. Uh, so to have that like sexed out look, it often works against you. So what we try to do is find the athletic-looking girl next door, which is close to impossible. But we have a couple, somebody like Steph Sakara, the ab, what's her name, the ab chick now? Yep. Girls love her. So her following is strongly female-based, and she's a very pretty, cute girl next door type of look. She doesn't do the overly sex bomb shit. Miss Carrie June was like that, who was very, very powerful for us. And um, she has the cute girl next door look. And then there's one girl that could go both ways whenever she wanted to, but she actually chose not really to go to the sexy route that often was Tana Ashley. And Tana Ashley destroyed everybody in sales ever. Uh, and when she wants to sex it up, she, she, she'll put on a sexy little dress or show a little booty in a thong picture, and she's freaking sexy. But most of the time, she's in her little shorts and tank tops, and she's doing cute you know, exercise, fitnessy stuff. And that appeals to women more. So... 
I try to get a mix of everything. You know, I, I want the sex bomb girls. I want the, uh, the track athletes. I want the thick girls. I want, I want everybody. We are partial to the TNA. We are. But it, it's not always what everybody's partial to. Yeah. And, and I used to just be like, I'm putting the hottest girls out there in my stuff. And I know that, like, as a kid, if I saw an ad with hot girls, it made me look at it. But there's a lot of people, especially, like, those losers at Redcon, a lot of these guys will, like, try to talk shit to me on my page because they're – they're Aaron's minions, you know. He's probably like, go bother PJ. And um, they'll come on my page and be like, what is this, a porn page? Here's $5. Go talk shit about boobs. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, what, you you, you don't like porn? Like, you never looked at porn before? Like, I, porn is 100 times bigger than the bodybuilding industry. You know, like, pull up pull up your fucking history and your yeah. cell phone search history right now and screenshot it to me, yeah. you liar. Liar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, like, I just think that's silly. So the stuff that I post, I post stuff that I like. So I like big boobs and big asses and, and, and hot chicks. I post that stuff. I like it. I post what I like. Just like when I post my animals. A lot of people don't like that shit either. Sorry. I'm posting what I like. Now I'm not putting my animals in Blacks and Labs t-shirts. Maybe uh, we should start doing that. Though. Maybe. Six lizards and a, and a stringer. I think Jack would be pretty appealing. Yeah, my in first a, post ever. My dog. Annabelle, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Annabelle. Right, she was a good dog. Um, well, Trevor just made it sad. Yeah, um, again, dude, two and one. Jesus, we gotta chill on the sadness. No, no sadness today. Um, I think I, 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 for the most part, answered this question the right way. I give them different, you know, realms of where we go with with what we're doing to to pull people in. Next up is doctors. Ninety nine percent of bodybuilding gurus don't have a PhD under their belt, but are a fountain of knowledge. How do you counter the argument of oh, but he isn't a doctor? Many doctors, etc., have very poor and even dangerous knowledge regarding bodybuilding. Not an attack on science and knowledge, quite the opposite. The day will come when someone will say that basketball isn't cardio. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> that everybody yep. Did that. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? Jerry Ward? Yeah. I've heard that so before. So the basketball is not cardio? Yeah. yeah basketball is great hit cardio. No, basketball is great hit cardio. Unless you're playing horse, that doesn't count. I was going to say, uh, if basketball is not cardio, you're probably not playing basketball. No, when we all play, <laughs> dude, when we all played, I like fucking had plantar fasciitis. Blew out, I remember that, actually. Dude, we didn't even. Blew out my knee. We didn't even really actually play basketball when we did that photo shoot, and I was dying. Yeah. I was dying. We were just holding a basketball, and I was dying. That's that shit was cardio. That's why all those guys are shredded. There's no fat guys in the NBA. Yeah. Um, it's, it's excellent hit cardio. So the, the basketball stuff made me lose my, my side of what the question was. Men- oh, <laughs> well, here's the deal. Let's look at, like, the doctors, right? You got Dr. Lane Norton, right? He's a Ph.D. of exercise physiology, and he knows a lot about exercising, and he knows a lot about nutrition, doesn't know the first thing about steroids. And that's what all of us are really most interested in in this bodybuilding world, whether they admit it or not. Even the guys that are natural, in the back of their mind, they're always like, I wonder if I should not be natural anymore. I wonder what, I wonder what, 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 what would happen. You know? And that is where the gurus come in and where they become you know, the most beneficial because these guys, the information that they're passing on is from years and years of trial and error. It is not from scientific study, but sometimes in life you got to figure things out through trial and error. You know? Yeah, honestly, that that information is way more invaluable to me, depending on who you're getting it from. Because just because a, a scientific study says something doesn't mean that it works that same way with every single person. 
like it's going to to differ and vary from from each individual so if you've got somebody that says hey you know i've done this with this compound or that compound or this regimen or that regimen and i've also had uh, subject A, B, C, you know, from the pro level to the, the amateur level, try some form of it, then I would probably take their advice. Yeah, I mean, doctors, there's no schooling on testosterone, really. Like, the new HRT guys are just finding little research papers that they're reading. And a lot of these guys have figured their stuff out from bodybuilders, too. In fact, up in, in New Jersey, before I moved to California, I was working with a doctor up there. I'm not going to say his name. Um, and I taught him how to do his HCG protocol for his, his customers because he wasn't even doing it right. And when I explained to him why he should do it the way that, that I want him to do it, he was like, wow, that makes so much more sense because there is no long-term study on it. So you have to have the gurus, you know. It's just a matter of which guru do you listen to. All right. And the last one is following. A real big – a big real online following has been much more important than a bodybuilding trophy for years now. But there are countless people with big amounts of real followers. You've mentioned how some of your legionists with small followings have had more sales than big accounts. What is it? What makes What's more important than lots of real followers? Jason has a relatively small fan base that will completely wreck huge accounts, yet they won't necessarily buy. Thank you very much. Sickening shout out to Koth Trevor. Uh, well, here's the thing. Social media has, has changed. It keeps on changing. The world has changed also. So when, when, when Instagram first blew up, people were really, really looking at these people super close. And so some of those people who have accumulated millions and millions of followers, their stuff isn't getting looked at the same way. You know, So just because they have gotten up to 50 million followers, that certainly doesn't mean that 50 million people look at their stuff every day. And, and now with the Instagram stories, that's changed it even more because the stories have actually hurt the wall. And that's a shame because from a marketing perspective, you want that wall. You need that wall. So the stories have hurt the wall because Instagram is showing you the stories that you look at all the time and the stories that you want to see. You're going to look at those stories, especially when you're in a rush, and you're going to see the same shit all the time. And, and, and whatever the person puts up that day is what you're going to see. In the old days, people would sit and swipe a lot longer. They're not doing that as much now. Now, we have people that have – less than 10,000 followers that do more sales than some of our people with a million followers. And it's simply because the organic power of some of these people is immeasurable. So if somebody is, let's say, the best trainer in their gym, right, and, and trains the most people in that, that gym, uh, is known around town as the best trainer, has an awesome physique, well, everybody in that gym is going to listen to that guy. And new people in the gym are going to be like, well, that guy seems like the guy that everybody's going to. And this is a lot of organic true power because now you're getting that guy is now generating all these sales and all, all this traffic simply by wearing your shirts and saying that he uses the products where let's just say somebody has a million followers and they look awesome you know they're an insta model right and they take good pictures of their butt and stuff all day well everyone w wants to look at butts nowadays but that doesn't mean that they're going to look at the butt and then buy the products afterwards it's completely different there's really no organic power there anymore now if you were selling like a butt calendar or a butt or a butt, yeah. <laughs> then you may see a very different outcome. And um, right now we're doing the fresh meal plan thing. We just started. We're only a couple days in. And uh, Mark was like, uh, man, I thought we would see um, more sales right away, especially after some of these big-time people. And I told him, I'm, I'm really not surprised because I think it's going to take a lot more posting to get people to pay attention to what they're doing. And he was actually shocked that uh, Dragon Azumi 
had the first sale versus some of these people with monstrous followings. And I said, I actually expected Dragon Zuma to do really good because he treats social media the way that it really should be tr- treated if you're trying to monetize it. So a lot of people that, that have huge followings, they actually think that they're going to get a lot more money in life than they really are. And it's sad. And um, a lot of the managers are actually ruining this. This is a, a whole separate discussion that I don't want to get into right now. But I'm actually going to start. David and I spoke about it the other day. I'm actually going to start a management service. And I'm going to start managing some of our athletes and other athletes as well and help them get other gigs. Because just by being around me, I can get you food. I can get you clothes. I can do a bunch of other things. I can get you photo shoots with anybody. And that's basically what these bullshit managers are going to do. They're just going to take 20% of the money. And uh, they're going to hype you up like they're going to make you all this money you're not going to. You know, there, there's no more people making money like Paige Hathaway anymore. It doesn't work that way. Social media is done now. It's 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 completely different than it used to be. It's still very valuable, but it's nowhere near as valuable as it used to be. It used to be where if you had X amount of followers, then you were worth this much. It's not like that anymore. The, the value now is all companies now are starting to do ambassador programs in any freaking line of, of retail that you can think of, from clothes to sneakers to watches to supplements to cars, you know, trying to get as many people as possible that have small followings, posting about the products because people in their little groups are going to believe them more because they know they're not some famous dude getting paid to do it. And that's really, in a nutshell, you know, the best answer to your question. If you saw somebody in your gym uh, wearing Blackstone Labs products that you liked, or excuse me, clothes that you liked, that you trusted, it's given you good advice uh, before, you would probably listen to him, I would, I would assume, versus if somebody online you know, popped up in your story one day and you're like, oh, who's this person? They, they look like they're in pretty good shape. And you click on it, they happen to be wearing a Blackstone Lab shirt. You might even, know, not know, even notice the shirt. You might notice like, wow, this person must be kind of a big deal. They've got a million followers, but that doesn't mean you're going to really pay attention to what he's wearing or the products that he's talking about. And that's where, again, the orga- organic power is. And uh, that was our last question. So <laughs> I know you have to get on the road. I have to head to Tampa for the Tampa Pro. I wanted to leave about 28 minutes ago, so I'm already behind schedule. And I'm so upset right now because back to the fresh meals, my fresh meals came today. And I was like, perfect freaking timing. I was going to bring this whole thing with me to Tampa. And I'll just eat the meals the whole time. I don't have to worry about like getting food. And I fucking left it in the fridge. Good times. So bummed out. And I don't want to go home because it's going to eat up time. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you getting there? Are you driving over? Driving, taking the old Hellcat. Taking the Hellcats. Yeah. Mm. I was actually going to take the Z06, but I have two nails in the back tire and another one in the front. Yeah, so, we'll so just probably not a good save idea. Save that for driving around town. <laughs> so yeah, um, good podcast today. Good questions. If you guys didn't listen to the Nick Trujillo podcast, it was a really good one. We got a lot of good feedback on that one. You guys should go back. Listen to that one. It was a good, good episode. Yes. If you haven't listened to that one, leave this video or podcast immediately and go listen to that one because this one is over anyways. We're going to end it the way we always do with a peace out. Bye.